0: Welcome to the Wealth Standing Podcast. This is episode 333. Today is July 27th, 2021. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder money manager at InvestableWealth.com. Today, I'm gonna do a short episode. I wanna, in general, talk about some of the stagnation and volatility we're seeing, particularly in the reopening trade. But I really wanna focus on an opportunity I see, which is in oil stocks. So I'll give you some rationale for that. I'll tell you what oil positions I have. But before we get to that, let's just talk about the general market. And I want to emphasize here that even in this episode, I'm going to talk about oil and how I think that represents a good opportunity. By no means do I think that's the only opportunity. I like virtually every sector of the reopening trade, which is everything from oil and banking to materials, industrials, transportation, hospitality and travel. I just think that the slowdown that we're seeing right now as things get paused a little bit because of the COVID Delta variant and whatever the remaining variants will be, and now we've been through this pandemic for well over a year, while it can still throw some curveballs, overall, as I've always said, it's not stage four cancer, it's simply a virus. So these variants may slow down some of the reopening Whether that's a couple weeks, a couple months, I don't know. When I first bought into the reopening trade, that's a COVID-90 portfolio, that was back in mid-October of 2020. When I bought those stocks, I had moderate expectations, just really realistic expectations of where they could go. And so when I bought into the reopening trade, the COVID-90 portfolio, if you go back and listen to those episodes, you'd hear me say that I thought that the probability was extremely high, that those stocks, in aggregate, could go up at least 40%. And as I always say, I can't predict the future, and so I don't know if that 40% was going to happen in six months or even in two years. And in fact, at the time, I said, even if it takes two years to go up 40%, that that is still an annualized rate of return of 20% a year. And as a conservative long-term investor, I'll take that any day. Well, in aggregate, the COVID-90 portfolio has done much better than that, and it's moved to those levels in less than a year. I think that that high will be exceeded by another, I don't know, 10, 15% conservatively, I'd say, if not another 30 or 40 or maybe even more percent above that spring high once the reopening trade on a global basis gets into full force. Remember, back in March, when a lot of these reopening trades were really peaking, they got ahead of themselves, but this was at a time when the COVID virus and infection rates and even death rates in the United States were at all-time highs. So what I want to point out here is that even when COVID was still running rampant, those stocks got ahead of themselves because ultimately investors knew that this service sector of the economy, the portion of the economy that didn't benefit from the shutdowns, that eventually it was going to rise up and blossom. And it has, but it isn't over yet, because not only in the United States, but even more so globally, and specific in large economies, like in Europe, like in Asia, they're still currently getting hammered with either the variant effects or even some initial effects where their economies haven't opened anywhere near to the extent that the U.S. has. But the momentum is moving in that direction, and at some point, again, I don't know when, I don't know if that's next month, in six months or maybe sometime in 2022 or 2023 but at some point the global economy will be beyond covid and these reopening type stocks especially those based on the service sector i think they still have plenty of room to run the other thing to consider is that the overall general market is going fabulous and this is in spite of the never-ending bad news that you get from the media of which most recently it's been talking about inflation and rising interest rates and how that was going to stall the economy. And then when that didn't materialize, the media jumped on all the COVID variants and how we were going to have to remask and social distance and how that was going to delay or shut down the reopenings. Well, look at the scoreboard. Look at the S&P 500. I put out a chart the other day over at investablewealth.com. If you're signed up for my free blog post alerts, you should have received the email. And I show in that chart the pattern or the personality of the S&P 500 throughout 2021. And what's consistently happened is bad news comes out. That scares the weaker and the more fearful investors. They sell. The S&P 500 drops down to its 50-day moving average. But then just above or just below that average, the smart money comes in. They buy the dip and the S&P 500 bounces and goes on to hit a new all-time record high. What I just described has taken place about every month, or at least about every six weeks or so, all this year, and on a micro scale, we saw the whole thing play out last week. Last Monday, on an intraday low, the S&P 500 dropped down to its 50-day moving average, it bounced off of that, and by Friday, by the end of the week, the S&P 500 not only put in an intraday high, but it closed out the week on an all-time record high. So I think this bull market is intact, and because the overall indexes are at or near their record highs, I think the real opportunity is in those smaller cap stocks, and then specifically in the reopening stocks or in the COVID-90 type portfolio. Specifically today, I want to tell you that I like oil, but that's nothing new. I've liked oil for a long time. I'm not one of those people that think that the oil industry is going to collapse anytime soon. Here's the bottom line on oil. Yes, the price of oil has come down maybe 10% or so. It's came off of its highs just about a month ago. But again, that's one of the things like the reopening trade where oil prices got ahead of themselves. Listen, there's no shortage of oil as a natural resource. The reason that oil prices have gotten so high is because of the successful efforts of the oil cartel. And this is key to the whole premise of where oil prices can go. It all comes down to the fact that the wildcatting, small, independent producers of shale oil, that whole shale oil revolution, that has matured to where we're not seeing the cutthroat overproduction and lowering of prices like we did back in, oh, late 2014, early 2015. Now, that doesn't mean that oil prices are never going to dip down lower. I think they likely will go lower. I just think that there's enough discipline within the global producers that the curtailment in supply as well as the real supply reserves will be hard-pressed to keep up with the ever-growing demand. Because on a global basis, fossil fuels are still in an upward growth trajectory. Have you seen the price of natural gas lately? That is a boom and a bottom line to the U.S. producers that have been burning natural gas off as a waste product. So both short and long term, I remain very positive and I like oil. I like the petroleum industry. If you pull up a chart of the energy sector ETF, XLE, and look at that on a long term chart, you'll see that that peaked just ahead of the oil and commodities collapse which took place in 2015-2016, so that XLE ETF, it peaked right around the end of 2014 and it bottomed out in early 2016 as oil prices started to recover. Well, that trough, that bottom point in 2016, we are still below that number today. That's with all the inflation, that's with all the increased use of petroleum products. There's been no major investment in production or exploration over the last 5 years and that's in spite of the fact of the very disciplined curtailment that we're seeing from the OPEC plus nations we're still not back to that low from 2016 that's a critical resistance level the price of XLE got up to that level in early June but the resistance was too great and this is at a time when the inflation story started to fall apart and the media started to propagate negative news of the covid variants and so oil prices came down and xle came down as well another very crucial technical level that has taken place of that resistance from the 2016 low that is also exactly where the long-term moving average is that's about a four-year smoothed out moving average it's right at that critical level and that's why resistance at that point is so great now i believe that if opec can keep their discipline, and I know they're increasing production, but as long as they can moderate that and keep their increased production along with the same rate of the reopening of the economy, then I think that we're going to bust through that resistance. And as far as a price on XLE, that's right around $55, maybe $55.50, somewhere in that range. And then if it does break through there, and if the momentum traders get involved, and we see a successful reopening of the economy, and we see things like international flights and all the airline industry flourishing again, then I think that even if oil prices overall moderate or come down, that still creates enough momentum in the profitability of oil companies to take XLE up to where it was in about mid-2018, and that's about the 77 $78 level. Now, we got there in 2018, even with the fears of the global trade war and tariffs and all those other issues we got to that level then i think we can easily get back there now that's over 60% from where we are today and then of course from there the highs that we saw back in 2014 and remember 2014 is when the us was really just fully recovered from the 2008 housing financial crisis it was about 2013 that the stock market had gotten back to you know pre 2007 levels And so oil was a little late in fully recovering, and and it was in 2014 that XLE peaked out and got up to about $100. So that's about 30%, more or less, from the peak in 2018, and well over 100% from where we are right now. Now, I don't know if we can get back to that level anytime soon, but we've been there once. I think it's probable that we could go back there, but it is extremely likely that we could get back to those highs from 2018, and so I think the risk-reward is very fair given the potential that we could see a high likelihood of an ETF like XLE increasing by about 60%. So yes, I own XLE. It's in my long-term core holdings. And in addition to that, I also own Chevron, Devon, Valero, ExxonMobil, and Royal Dutch Shell. I continue to add to those positions. And I think they're going to do well into the future. Well, hey, I ended up going even longer than I planned. Thanks so much for listening. As always, this is John Pugliano, wishing you the very best returns.